Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. You are now listening to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast with the Young Aunties. Hello, world. Welcome to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast. We are your young aunties hosting. And down here in the South, we think it's rude to walk in the room and not introduce yourself and speak. So we're going to go ahead and do that first. I'm going to go and kick it off with my girl, Kay. Kay, who's in the room? Who me? Who me? It's uh, it's Kirby, y'all, aka Where's Kirby in, uh, aka Westside Woodnymph, checking in from the Swats as usual. And it's sunny and beautiful today, so we might we might do a little little piece of walk. Oh, I like that. I like a little piece of walk. All right, well we're gonna walk on to your left. Who's sitting to your left? Hey, y'all. It's your girl Jazzy Cockenhammer coming from the good old East Side. Um. Back in this thing one more time. Hey, y'all. Yeah. And I am your favorite homegirl from the old school Lithonia where we put it on you. They call me Nick. Uh, <laughs> and we're so glad y'all here with us. Could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. So we're going to start this show off like we show every start every show off, and that is with our wing order of the day. Jazzy, what you eating on today? Y'all, I wanted something saucy, saucy, real saucy, and I think it's appropriate for the the uh, topics we have today. I'm going to do some, a 10-piece teriyaki wings. I want them things uh, extra crispy, extra wet, extra wet, uh, some blue cheese. I don't, I don't want no fries, y'all. I'm going to taste some celery, but I want that peach peach drink again. I want that <laughs> All right. When I think today... I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going to switch it up. I think I just want 10 plain wings. Oh, I think I want 10 plain wings. Um, and some good ranch instead of blue cheese. And, um, you know, I take my fries on the side with a little Caesar salt and um, call it a day. Keep it simple today. Little Lowry's. Yeah, you know. Okay. No. A little Lowry sprinkled on top and um, a little sweet tea or something like that, you know? Harry, what we eating? I'm hurt that you jumped over some ranch side for today, but I understand. I do. Um, You know, considering some of the information we're going to be addressing today, um, I should make it plain and make it easy for myself. But this is some really wild stuff that's going on. So I'm going kick to uh, kick it a little crazy today. I'm going to get a six-piece Atomic. And for those that don't know what the standard Atomic recipe is, it's hot and then it's tossed in a bag what? of cayenne. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because Ooh. it's a lot going on. Appropriate. Um, I'm going to get a six-piece because I know I can't handle the ten-piece, but like, it's some wild stuff going on in the world. So in an effort to challenge myself and get myself prepared for what will probably continue to be some wild stuff. I'm getting the six piece of timing. Um, I'm getting a side of extra large, uh, extra large peach drink because I know my mm-hmm. mouth will be on fire. Um, 
and probably a salad, um, heavy dressing, um, just to help again the heat because it's 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 crazy. Yes, it is. All right. Well, you know I usually like to eat with uh, Kirby eat, but I can't eat the heat. <laughs> yeah, that's too hot. Look, <laughs> too damn hot. <laughs> got to challenge myself. Everybody got to get themselves on. Apparently, goodness gracious! All right, well, we eating good today. So, um, moving on, one of my favorite parts of the show, we got Jazzy gonna give us who is our auntie of the day. Hey, y'all! So you know, y'all, it's still Women's History Month, y'all, and it's just so many women that's doing some amazing things. Um, I got two women again because it's just so hard to name like one person. Um. So Tanzania swears in the country's first female president. I hope I don't butcher her name, Salia Hassan, after the pre- the president passed from ongoing heart conditions. Now this sister is tasked with healing the country after years of her predecessor's bulldozing policies. So good luck to that sister with you know turning things around in Tanzania. And then we also have Miss Precious Lee. She's a plus size model from Atlanta, Georgia, Atlantean. Okay, ATLian. Okay, um, this sister is the first plus size model to appear in Sports Illustrated Annual Swimsuit Edition in 2016. She's also the first plus size African American on all of these plus size model to walk the runway for Versace, and then she's also the first curvy model to appear on the cover of Vogue magazine. So, yes, precious, let's do it, baby, let's keep going. Yeah, we see you, precious. Um, this is just really yes. exciting. Um, we're moving forward in a lot of different ways, and blessings and prayers to the young lady, Miss um, Hassan, or President Hassan, uh, over there in Tanzania. Uh, whew. Let me tell y'all about the wide-reaching nature of patriarchy, and it's as usual. Auntie got to come in she and do. clean everything up. People come in the room and spill their Cheerios yep. and all of their milk. And she got to come yep. with a broom and the mop and the and the uh, method cleaner because we're trying to be <laughs> But, you know, blessings and peace to that lady. Um, not to come off egotistical, but there's always a black woman somewhere cleaning mm. people's messes. So. You ain't lied about that one. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I love Auntie today because I've, I've been learning new things you know i'm not ashamed to say i'm learning i learn new things every day and i'm not so woke that i know everything so i have learned two new women that i will look into and read more about and be able to follow and and oh um jazzy real quick while we're on auntie of the day yes a shade room featured one of your aunties of the day tell us about that Girl, my you oh. talking about Auntie Marcia Fudge that I talked about? She's the new elected um uh oh the secretary of the uh housing urban authority for the US. <laughs> she was at a press conference, y'all. She went in there, took a mask off, said good afternoon. It was silence. That baby she scratched the side of her face and looked. She said, uh, good afternoon. Then then everybody said, you know, good afternoon. She's like, Yeah, I thought I was uh 
in here by myself. Okay, <laughs> she was, you know, she gave the motherfuckers that auntie look like, listen, I know y'all bitches heard me say that. <laughs> is, is y'all gonna speak or what? So I'm gonna say it again. Yes. You must not then hear me in the back. Yes, auntie, do it. It felt like a Baptist service. It really felt like a Baptist service watching that video. I cackled. So, good, good evening, y'all. Yes. I said good evening. I... <laughs> that one took me back. And then the facial expression, like you said at the end, she was looking at them like, I know right. I'm not in here alone. Mm-hmm. Look, respect go a long way. It sure do. And she wasn't going to start and come out that starting block without them putting some respect on her name. Exactly. And yeah, we, we, we thought that we was real all real tickled by that and loved that it was actually one of our aunties of the day. Yeah. So aunties is out here um demanding respect um, and reclaiming their time and they they ain't playing. So yes, I really yeah. my time. So y'all like it's it's really cool when you hear these aunties of the day and then you see them in the media at work doing their thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was, you know, it was like my friend in my head. Like I knew her, even though I don't know her. Right. <laughs> like I knew her, but all right, y'all hung. All right, we hungry. It's time to eat. So we're going to tell y'all what's on the menu. Up first, Jazzy. Now we know that this has been the thing that everybody been waiting on. Um, Especially here in Georgia. Y'all told us if we flip this election, you're going to go ahead and flip something into our account. So everybody was waiting on that stimmy. Yep. Okay. We was like, hey, pay, we, we done flipped it twice over here in Georgia. Pay it, pay what you owe. Um, but the downside of that is that sometimes good things bring out the worst parts of people. And there was a horrible stimulus check murder um that happened. Jazzy, tell us what happened with that. Y'all, this shit don't make no sense, y'all. You know, it's you know they say money is the root to all evil. So, in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, four family members were killed over an argument about a stimulus check. And I'm getting my information from Fox 59, the news station up there in Indianapolis. They have an article on it. So basically, Miss um, Moore, who was one of the victims, she's not deceased. Um, she had an argument with her boyfriend and he demanded that she give him half of her stimulus money that they got for the child. She told him, no, I've been taking care of our child by myself. You have not been contributing. No, I'm not going to give you any money. He kept pressuring her, kept pressuring her. She finally said, okay, well, I'll give you 450. He's like, no, I want half. So went over there. They got into an argument and the brother told him straight up, look, my sister said, no, you don't deserve it. You have not done anything. This man killed her mother, her brother, her cousin. And according to the article, the seven-year-old child who was killed was her daughter. Other daughter. Oh. Um, He took their infant child and her, took them to the car. When he was putting the child in the car seat, Miss Moore had the opportunity to run to a neighbor and go and hide until he pulled off and called the police and you know, let them know what happened. The baby was returned. Um, no uh harm, no anything. The baby was fine. Miss Moore, she suf- suffered a, a gunshot wound. Um, she's recovering. But this is devastating, y'all, that this man would kill four people and then has the nerve. He admitted to it. It was a whole SWAT standoff with this fool. He came down out of he was hiding in some friends' attics. 
came down and he admitted to it and then gonna try to say she made me kill them because she wouldn't give me no money. Nigga, you ain't entitled to no money okay. and you ain't did shit, ain't helped her with shit. So you gonna kill her family members? Y'all, I'm really disgusted by this shit. And it, it just pisses me off because we as a community, as, as the black community, we have to do better with the way we treat each other and how we deal with conflict. Y'all, let me know how y'all feel because I'm disgusted. I'm distraught. I'm upset about this shit. I, so listen, number one, we also have to, for me, we also have to, as a community, continue to emphasize um, yes. mental healthiness because obviously... You know, if, if I recall, some of the sources that we, we were looking at as we were looking up this story even mentioned that he had had he did. some incidences before mm-hmm. of having violent outbursts. Women, this is why you gotta, you know, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Um, It's really sad. Um, prayers of peace for the rest of the rest of her family members um, who were slain, who were murdered in cold blood. Um, Peace to her and the rest of her family who has to stay behind and deal with the grief and the sadness that this is going to obviously cause. Um, And I will even say peace to that young man because he included never thought, you know, me having this level of anger, me going off, me tripping like this is a is is an okay thing, and no one ever getting it documented and making sure that if he acted out, that there could be resources to use, whether it's unfortunately sometimes the police or public psychiatric services that might have been available where they were, or in a major city near where they were, if they weren't in like one of the major cities in Indiana, yeah. um, where you said they were in Indianapolis. So that's a pretty that's a pretty big city there. So you know not emphasizing the importance of mental health or not even knowing how important it is, we have to take care of ourselves. Um, Because unfortunately, even though this was over some type of, you know, this is over some money, this situation could have been over anything because this person was not taking care of themselves. They weren't mentally healthy. They weren't mentally ready. And, you know, of course you don't deserve (laughs) none of that woman's money if you have not been contributing any money to her household and truthfully if you ain't paying right. the taxes you don't deserve no stimulus check well that's a whole other conversation um it's really sad and i i just i pray for healing for them i can, you know as much as I, i'm upset at that man i'm thinking more so about how much pain he has caused and how yeah. their lives are forever changed um and uh, yeah, I just that that makes me really really sad. That's 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 really yeah. Terrible. And I don't think there's too much left to say. It, this is just horrible. And like you know, y'all pointed out, this was something that been going on this this person for a long time. Mm-hmm. It, and it should have been checked a long time ago. And yeah. I hope that it resonates with people that when you have this kind of situation in your life, address it. Don't just do the oh he crazy she crazy that's this and that and we sleep sweeping under the rug, you know. Really take a stand, and I know it gets frustrating dealing with the legality of everything because a lot of times the law is like, well until they do something, 
they can't, you know, nothing can be done. It's almost like you got to wait for somebody to get hurt or killed um, for action to be taken. Um, But um, if you don't report something, it never happened. And um, it's important that when prosecuting people that you have this paper trail. So I just encourage everybody to who, is, who has heard this story and seen it to see that the severity of people's behavior and how it can escalate that yeah. quickly um, from an argument to a shove to gunning down a family. Um, and, and those lives are irreplaceable. And I just think that it's worth um, taking the time to inconvenience yourself for a second and have these conversations with your family and make decisions on how y'all are going to handle these things and, and contacting law enforcement and seeing what you can do um, and making new boundaries. Um, for example, making sure you lock your door. People shouldn't just be able to walk in your house like that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think that it should start a conversation with people to stop allowing this kind of behavior yeah. Um, to continue because this is how it's going to end every time. Um, and, and now none of y'all got the stimulus money. Mm. All of this was over the money and ain't nobody spending the money. Right. And, and right, right. You yeah, know what I mean? It, it's ridiculous. Funerals. So, uh, I don't know. But um, moving forward, um, Thursday, I think we all were awakened uh, by the Amber Alert. Uh, that came on our phone early Thursday morning. Well, um, Elizabeth Grigsby was going out of her mind because while she was delivering food at 2 o'clock a.m. in her Nissan SUV on the 1220 block of Harvestdale Circle, as she was placing the food on the porch, she hears footsteps behind her and somebody's jumping in her car and driving away. But what they didn't know was that her one-year-old daughter was in the back seat asleep. Um, they drove off with her car. She didn't know what to do, didn't know where they were. Of course, she called 911. Um, they were able to identify the driver as Malachi Richardson, 14 years old mm-hmm. from Fulton County. Yes. Um, oh this was going on for over 10 hours before they found him. Um, but the baby was not there. He did not want to say where the baby was. Um, the baby ended up being recovered uh, in Lithonia, Georgia, on the front porch um, of, of a supposed nice lady. Um, she got a, told by one of her neighbors, hey, is a baby on your porch? She was like, a baby on my porch. And she looked and there was the baby. The baby matched the description. So she automatically knew this is the baby that they're looking for. Um, she dropped the baby off. <laughs> excuse me guys and um the baby was checked out by medical in the hospital the baby was completely fine the lady even said the baby was just kicking her feet and just as happy as she wanted to be Good. Um, she suspected that they that they dropped the baby off on her porch because she's known in the neighborhood it's like you know the mama type the grandma type you know everybody okay. love her everybody knows she wouldn't hurt the baby or anything like that so Luckily, the baby was unharmed. Um, I guess we'll find out about uh, what happens legally with Malachi Richardson. Or we probably won't because it's going to be probably going through juvenile. Yeah. Um, but uh, little baby royalty Grigsby is okay. Uh, what do y'all think? Um, DoorDash, kidnapping, car theft, 
where do we start? Kirby? I mean, there's a lot of things at play here. Um, first of all, uh, you know, I, I ain't going to tap dance on you. As a mother, you're trying to work. You're trying to get a little coin so little baby uh, royalty can continue to live her royal life. At the same time, like, Atlanta is off the chain yeah. right now, and I don't think people are paying attention. Like, every week for, like, the last couple of weeks, there's been some wild, wild stuff going on in Atlanta, and this week is no different. So I understand you wasn't that far from your car, but if I got any assets, and in particular a human asset, a.k.a. my child in the car, if I'm stepping away from my car, I'm closing my door completely, I'm locking my car, and I don't care if I am running just around the side of my car or 10 steps away or 10 seconds away because people play too much. Um, as a person who's been carjacked before, this stuff happens very quickly. Like, it's not like you're sitting there struggling and arguing with somebody. They might hit you with something. In my instance, I got choked. Um, and I also had three people carjacking me, so it was a, a tag team back again situation. So you just, you can't be too careful. Um, really glad that the baby got back safely because when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, like, I hope these people didn't throw that child out the window because people do stuff like that. Um, and then to find out that it was a 14-year-old. I also was carjacked mm-hmm. by some younger person. So it's just like, I will say this, as far as the situation is concerned, y'all, if there's anybody that ever hears this episode and you got kids in your life that's teenagers, please explain to them that playing like that will get you killed and or locked up. Because what if she was not this mother that's just trying to get her child back. What if that was somebody that was with the with the proverbial shits? And when they ran, came up and, and followed up with you, you wasn't going to make it back to where you from. Stop stealing from people um, and stop doing it. I know sometimes it's not just because people need money or whatever. It just be like gang activity, people playing games and stuff. The person that carjacked me, it ended up essentially being some gang activity. Like they what they actually didn't even take my car to a chop shop. They just crashed it somewhere like it was basically like a dare. But you can get you can get put away for a long time behind this yeah. stuff. So y'all gotta Jazzy? stop playing. That's how I, how I feel. Bro. I'm glad baby royalty was returned. Um, she was found safely, you know, with no harm done to her. Um, where the fuck do these parents be at? <laughs> y'all, y'all, what, he's 14. What, what, what time was it? Two o'clock in the morning or something like that? Two o'clock a.m. Where and the he, fuck? And he made a fake DoorDash delivery. This was not even his address, y'all. I didn't add that. He did a fake oh, he did a fake wow. order Seriously? and and had it delivered to a different address just oh, so he could God. steal it. So yeah, two o'clock in the morning, that's what he's out doing. Where the fuck is your mammy and your pappy at? I y'all, I'm for real. I'm big on parenting, y'all. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used to be a, a a juvenile probation officer, y'all. I done seen a lot of shit. I done been exposed to a lot of shit. These these juveniles out here are off the motherfucking chain. Do you hear me? And I feel like it all goes back to parenting. What's going on in the home? Is it a single parent home? Is daddy not there? Mm -hmm. Is there family helping out to wrap this child in love? It just be, it's so much going on with these juveniles. And I'm like, where the fuck the parents at? So this motherfucker done left the house, or he probably wasn't even at home. And he's able to do all this Bullshit at 2 a.m. in the morning. 
And with it being that extreme, it's kind of hard to believe that's the first time exactly he's been so out at like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so it's like I wonder if this young man done, done did this before, or he's involved in other, you know, criminal activities. And it, it's just it, the shit just don't make no sense. I want to know where the parents was at. Um, DoorDash. I'm not really familiar with DoorDash or Uber Eats. I didn't know they was delivering food that goddamn late in the night. Who is up? Take your ass. Go to sleep. Who trying to eat? Um. Yeah, they do. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> okay. They have been a okay. couple of midnight deliveries at my home. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes just want a little snack. But no, you're right. It's two o'clock in the morning. We need to get it together. And your, I just need to ask you a question real quick. You were saying that you, yes. sharing that you worked. Um, in the juvenile justice system, what was the what was the issue with parenting that you observed the most? Is it absence? Is it that the parents don't care? They don't know how to all raise their kids? All of that and more, because you know experience? you have you have your you have your parents from you know the low income areas and you know the single parent homes. The fathers are not there, so you got mama. She has multiple children, so she's trying to work take care of the children and you got that child that's trying to find you know that love and they'll go out get with a gang member but then you got those kids that come from wealthy families and i mean wealthy i done pulled up the mansions and i'm like this little motherfucker is out here doing what and and he stay here and got a a, a 67 70 inch screen tv in his bedroom and he wants to be a motherfucking criminal but what i've realized is those parents and you know, most of the time it'd be two-parent homes. They don't pay attention to that baby. They don't spend time with that baby. Oh. They be at work all the time, and they vested in working and getting that money, yes. you know, to provide the lifestyle mm -hmm. that the child has uh, become accustomed to, mm -hmm. but they ain't getting to know that baby. So it, it goes a lot into it. It's everything that you said and, and more. It's, it's just a lot, man. It's, it's a lot. Spending time is so big. I know one thing I notice is when your stepdaughter is with you, when I call you or talk to you, like mm -hmm. you're always doing something with her. Like you're always like, oh, we're out going to get this. Even if it's something yep. as simple as she really wanted a Bojangles biscuit for, yep. for breakfast. So I told her by this weekend we'll do it. Y'all out doing that. You know, we out, yeah. yes, we out having fun. We're spending time. And that makes a huge difference. But I think that some people forget that parenting being a parent is is not a noun it's a verb it's an action yeah. word and action. it's consistent action and it's tiring but before you decide to bring a, a child into this world that you are going to be responsible for you got to be ready to take that on yeah. ain't no breaks mm -mm. they don't have an off button you know so i mean i i definitely my hat goes off to you because I know you say that, but you actually walk that walk. You're not just talking that talk. Yeah. Um, for those of y'all, and not to tell your business, but for those of y'all who don't know, Jazzy is a great mom. Um, you know, she she has a bonus child that she loves very much. And like I say, she she takes it very seriously. Um, and and she is always making sure that that child is her priority. Yeah. So got to. You know, I, I definitely understand your your immediate mindset going to where was the parent? Yeah. Um, because I, I don't see your child being out at two o'clock in the morning and you didn't know. Girl, um, hell no. You know, 
that, that's just crazy. Um, also talking about not knowing. Um, obviously, people's husbands is out here running around and folks don't know. <laughs> Jazzy, girls <laughs> understand what going on with Derek Jackson allegedly. Girl, allegedly. That's why Kirby got them goddamn atomic oh, wings. No. Cause this shit is <laughs> and goddamn spicy. Shit. Oh gosh. Again. So y'all, yeah, Jackson, he's a YouTuber, has his own, you know, YouTube channel. Um, for me, I feel like he's portrayed himself as this like relationship guru, almost kind of like the perfect black man, black men don't cheat type. Um, and he talks about relationships, and I think he caters more to the women especially women who've been like dogged out women who have high standards uh single mothers this man got several books y'all um he got games and allegedly he has cheated on his wife uh with a woman uh who he's known or what she says she has known him for uh 10 years um, Tasha K, who's also another uh, YouTuber, she has her, uh, her own channel. She spoke with the woman, yeah, y'all, and the woman basically it. said that they went on a motherfucking fling last July. Um, doing a panorama, baby. During last the panorama, July, gave her the money, flew her down to Miami. His friends, her friends, was down there. You know, they had sex the entire time they was there. This shit crazy, y'all. He married y'all with a child, with his wife now. Um, Apparently, they, they were separated from what the young woman was saying. He led her to believe that they were separated. Um, After their little weekend fling, they hooked up again. She came to his house in Atlanta. So this nigga staying in Atlanta. Um had sex all up in the house and she's oh, on you know on the on the call with Tasha K Tasha K played the you know the phone call she had with this young woman um the lady's stuff was still there her feminine products were still there her clothes were still there he was saying that she was gone to visit family in Colorado so they were there kicking it at his house her friends were there again his friend he had friends for her friends I'm like, if this ain't the most low down his ass shit, and then all of a sudden, y'all, he ghosted her ass, blocked her on all social media. So she trying to figure out what was going on because he made her believe that they were separated. Um, they weren't getting back together. So many wrongs had been done to him, and he's done wrong, she's done wrong. Um, he's cheated on his wife before they were married. So it's just like Derek, 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 you out here selling books. You out here talking all this bullshit, this relationship shit. And you the main one, the main fox in the goddamn coop doing the same shit you said these men shouldn't be doing. You doing the same shit. Woo, y'all. What what y'all what y'all think about Derek? Now I ain't gonna lie now. That thing is handsome. He's well put together. <laughs> yeah. Listen, that thing fine. I'm to that thing fine now. I ain't gonna say well put together, uh uh, well groomed, well spoken. What what y'all think? Cause Derek on that fuck shit. 
Oh, go ahead, Kirby. Auntie Nick, Auntie, Auntie Nick, do you, okay. Listen. <laughs> I figured out you <laughs> that young handsome gentleman was a fraud. So, uh, you know, I just, mm-hmm. you know, always looked at him for what he was. Very nice eye candy, um, which was how he was able to have these conferences and get all of these women <laughs> confused <laughs> and be fuddled. And take their money <laughs> to tell them things that they could have figured out on their own. Um, <laughs> and But also that are very pandering. I, I think that very on a personal level of me observing yeah. the brand, I think that he's selling dreams uh, to women, number one, um, especially as it relates to many of our own personal yeah. experiences. Not all men are bad or evil or terrible, but enough of you all are that we know, you know, some of your games, your tricks, and your politics, etc. Um, but he was just selling a dream of like, you know, if you want to be <laughs> a woman, and he just sounded like a used car salesman a lot of times in his videos. And I'm just like, no, sweetie, none of that is is sustainable. Um, you're only communicating to the women, and you're pandering to them to try to make them feel like. And of course, you know, as a woman, of course, I do feel like you know the ultimate gender. Um, another conversation for another day. But at the same time, I respect men enough to mm. understand that we all should be able to have pride in ourselves and he yeah. was he just was putting too much sauce in, in the pan um and like you said with them books and he was on his little steve harvey or whatever you know trying to tell everybody how to be in a relationship and how to keep you the second third but it's like okay you had infidelity issues before you got married which means you probably yep. won't have them after the fact if you didn't go through some intense premarital counseling um and i don't know if he ever talks about going through premarital counseling uh, during that time period, and I'm not judging this man because what I, I what I see is you are doing what a lot of us try to do, which is create this perfect world or this perfect image, but you can't maintain it in the background because that's not your foundation. Eric just needs to admit to himself that he wants to be either in an open relationship or single and free, and that was always the case. It's just you know he started down this path. I think he's an ex football player. See what happens is some of these people. <clears throat> don't get to the NFL and they try to, you know, divert and pivot. Some of them get restaurants. Uh, some of them start uh, personal training things. He decided that he was going to use the fact that he got to be in uh, public speaking to try to continue uh, earning money. So anyways, that's, yeah. And I feel sorry for his wife, but I think she also cheated on yeah. him a couple times too. So they just, um, I listened to this young lady on Tasha K's uh, platform and um, she seemed very convincing in what she was saying. Of course, you never know if people are telling the truth or lying, but um, she seemed very convincing about the whole situation and how it happened and how she was surprised when he blocked her um, and started posting a picture of his wife, which he never does. Um, yeah. 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 Um, oh, really? And um, the thing about it is that, you know, Derrick Jackson can't, I mean, he's given some good advice um, and some some good perspective, but I guess people just always kind of felt that it was disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yes. I, I, I'm telling y'all, beware of the niggas who put the 100 emoji after they shit, because <laughs> they don't never be 100. They be about 39.9. <laughs> You know, they 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 
they be putting that shit, and I be like, mm-mm, And that's the kind of nigga people ask me, how do you know if they lying? And I say, well, are his lips moving? Yeah. <laughs> then he lying. Okay? Start, uh, start paying okay. attention and looking at shit. I mean, even the young lady who was talking, if you paid attention to what he says, the whole situation, the setup for how he got you out there don't even make sense. Because... He himself has said, if you're separated, you're still married, and you yep. should, you know, be moving on doing any, any extracurricular things. Yep. But he told you he was separated. You got there, and the photos of his wife is still all around the house. Her stuff is still in the room, in the master bedroom, and everything. Like, so you should have seen right there. This man don't even live by what he's preaching. Mm-hmm. You you know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, he's fucked up, but women, y'all got to start paying attention to things and call them a spade a spade. Stop going by what these niggas is saying and look at their actions and and make sure things are adding up. And Ooh. when things don't look right, don't Ooh. smell right, don't taste right, guess what? Because it ain't right. And get yourself out of that. Stop investing in bullshit. Just, yeah. just step back. And if he really wanted to be in your presence and, and be with you and have something with you, he would have respected you stepping back and saying, you know what? Something right here don't feel right to me. I'm going to go ahead and go. You guys, you know, a lot of stuff is still in here with your wife. If she has really moved to Colorado with her family, then once you get all this cleaned up and, and it looks like a single man lives here, then maybe I'll be back. But you didn't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it to me, it just didn't seem you, right. And if you was using your good sense, you wouldn't even put yourself in that position to be in that sleeping with that man. And Derek, you was a damn dog if you was really doing this shit and you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. You still fine though, but <laughs> you know, and I, I knew I see let me tell you the other reason. I knew Derek Jason might be on some bullshit because when I had seen his legs, his legs is real skinny and they matched his muscles on the top. So I feel like, you know, right. he doing shit that look good, but he ain't really living a life. You know what I'm saying? Like, look good on top, uh, but then you ain't really, you know, making your bottom yeah, match your top. top. So it's it's not like a balance. I will say you're right about that, gentlemen, out here. And I ain't even trying to tell you how to live your life because I'm not, I'm falling short of glory myself right now. But yeah, please don't just do the up, the upper. Yeah, I'm a fat. I'm a dead so, lady. You know, take um, that with a lot of grain of salt. Yeah. If you get it, yeah, if you get a dense woman in your life, you got to be able to actually keep her up once you pick her up. You can't do that with mm-hmm. your upper body strength. Your thighs. Oh, you to break your damn leg. Yeah. No. <laughs> you ain't even got to be that tall. Fuck around to break your legs for real. It's too much. I can't. Um, but he's still fine. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep putting that out there. I, if this she, some you. of these cheating men be looking good, and I guess I appreciate that because a lot of these cheating men be ugly as the fuck. Like you, well, you got the audacity. <laughs> you got the you audacity. Wow, like you just got all these options. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Listen, it's a, I mean, it's a lady out there. I ain't said I dated somebody that looked like Flavor Flav one time. 
Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Okay. Oh, oh my love God. too. Not flavor. 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 <laughs> Look straight flavor flavor, but his teeth was fucked up too. So you know, <laughs> I'm telling you. I've been delivered, y'all. I don't know what I was going through. It was, but you know what? It was the personality. It really I was like, hell fuck no, get the hell away from me. But he really won me over. Um you know, just with his personality and stuff, and then I didn't really see the flavor. <sighs> well, I saw it, but it didn't like affect me <laughs> the way it did in the beginning. But um, <laughs> shit, at least he ain't cheat on me. Damn, true, he ain't cheat on me. But but it's dudes that look like that that be out here cheating, and you just be like, really, really. But I think women be we be building men up to the point where they just start feeling themselves. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you forgot you was ugly. And then chicks be seeing you like, oh, she with him? He he must really got something going on. Cause why would she be with his ugly ass? And he be coming over there trying to get a piece. Anyway, all of this ain't got shit to do with Derek Jackson allegedly cheating on his wife. And I feel bad for that lady if she's being embarrassed. Yeah. Um, by this, and if I didn't know that they had children or a child or children, I don't know. But I, I, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to that family if they being embarrassed by this. But I guess that's what comes with when you put yourself in the public eye, yeah. Um, especially on this type of platform where it's all about love and relationships, marriage and fidelity. And if you're not living that life, that's that's what's gonna happen. Um. Yeah, moving on. So, Kirby, so much to unpack here, and I need you to help yes, us yeah. out. Um, starting with the terrorist act, the killing spree, that's what I'm going to call it, um, that involved uh, white male murdering Asians. Um there is sex workers involved here. There is the Stop Asian Hate movement involved here. There is uh, so much to unpack. Help us out. Where where do we start with this? So uh, something really terrible happened this week. Like I said, I got spicy wings for a reason because it was just... It's a lot. Um, I'm not going to say this gentleman's name, but yes, a, a white male from Woodstock, Georgia, came into the Atlanta area um, and went to a number of spas that he visits, apparently, or frequents, three different spas, and killed a total of eight people, six of which were Asian women who worked at the spas. Um, let me, before I even get too deep into this, uh, my heart goes out to the families of all of the people that were slain um in this horrific hate crime um and terroristic uh and domestic terrorism um we are just at a very interesting time in history um i'll, I'll give a, a kind of a brief overview of what the reasonings were that were provided by this guy i wonder if the police took him to burger king in the process of booking him um because strangely enough, one of the sheriffs was just saying, oh, well, the guy was just having a bad day. Uh -huh. I can only imagine what would happen to me if I had a bad day and went and killed eight people. 
Um, but apparently the gentleman uh, came from a fairly religious background. Um, the church that he goes, uh, that he's a part of has now removed his membership. Um, but essentially he was struggling with his sexual desires and going to these spas. And a lot of people are aware, but unfortunately, you know, there's not, I don't know that there's a lot that can be done about it right now, but there's a lot of sex trafficking and sex work, uh, human trafficking and sex work that goes on in some of these spas and specifically the trafficking of uh, younger Asian women, um, which of course we are familiar mm-hmm. with that as a community because there's still a lot of black girls that are missing as well. Um, they're not working in spas. They're being trapped to other countries and other places and disappearing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the trafficking of women, period, you know, is a problem. Um, but this gentleman killed these people because essentially he wanted to remove the temptation that he had. You know, I... I, I grew up in the Baptist church and I understand, you know, granted, I didn't go to a church that would be considered radical. I, but I do understand from my studies and from my life that there are people who will utilize their religion as a reason to commit heinous crimes. Um, but in this instance, it's just like, that's not an, that's, 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 that's not, a, that's not a good enough excuse. It's too much. Um, and then, of course, there have been a number of other terrible crimes, especially in California and the Bay Area and um, et cetera, where Asian people have already been dealing with a lot of anti-hate, uh, anti-Asian hate um, and rhetoric, people getting random uh, older Asian women getting punched in the face. Of course, we know Trump was um, spewing his hate for everyone, uh, calling the coronavirus the Kung flu or the China virus. Uh, which has negatively affected the Asian community all across the U.S. They're having to deal with a lot more violence uh, and transgressions, whether it be businesses or in public. And it's just, there, like you said, so many layers to this. Again, white supremacy is at work. Um, and its framework and its foundations are at work and are, are essentially effective for someone to believe that you know, my own temptations and desires and my demons that I'm dealing with gives me the ability or the right to take someone's life to remove the temptation that I'm dealing with. It's just, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely scary. And I, I even found a news source that was trying to say that it's not a hate crime and that the American media um, is just pandering and always creating a narrative. So people, people feel a lot of different types of ways uh, about the situation. And then one other thing that I'll say, and you all can share your opinions, um, there's a lot of sentiment coming out of the Black community about, you know, when people put up Black Lives Matter, everyone has a problem with it, but the Stop Asian Hate hashtag is not a problem. Everyone is mobilizing. Um, Not necessarily my personal opinion, but that is an opinion that has been circulated. So there's just a lot going on. But like I said, peace to those families. I know that man needs help similar to the gentleman in that quadruple murder in Indianapolis, but it's just like something's got to give because you all, mm-hmm. you all let these people do stuff like this and essentially get away with it and blame it on, quite frankly, superfluous reasoning. These people feel empowered to be able to do stuff like this and that just as easily, you know, could have been a number yeah. of people. This is like Dylan Roof all over again going into that church and killing all those black people, so... 
it's it's a lot y'all my thoughts are all over the place i've been trying to get them together because it's just like how can you say this motherfucker was having a bad day i can only like like you said kirby let me have a bad day and go kill some people i ain't probably ain't gonna make it to no jailhouse uh they ain't gonna put no uh in his in his uh mugshot it appeared as as if he had a, a bulletproof vest on they ain't gonna put no bulletproof vest on me um it's it's just fucked up, you know. My my heart goes out to the family of those victims. Um, if you had a sex addiction and you were a frequent flyer of these spas, stop going. Why you continue to go? And that's no excuse to kill these people. Like, and then to me, I feel like you know the sheriff that made the statement. He was having a bad day. He was just fed up. You're condoning his behavior. How dare you? You you need to. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to step down. You, you, y'all got a PR person for a reason. You should have had somebody help you write your motherfucking statement. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just bullshit. I've heard of, you know, the sex trafficking of, of, you know, Asian women in those spas and massage parlors. I had a friend who worked for the Secretary of State, and they had closed down numerous spas and massage parlors uh, for prostitution. So it's definitely an issue in, you know, the Asian community. Um, it's a lot. The Black Lives Matter, Stop the Asian Hate. Let me just say this. Black people has been the victim of discrimination from Asian people for years. Um mm-hmm. Asians have, you know, the beauty supply stores, the nail shops. I can't tell you um, how many people I've known, how many videos that I have seen where um, black women were jumped on in a nail salon and a nail spa, or they were being followed in a beauty supply store. Um, I've had incidences where the people in the beauty supply store were just rude, like straight out rude. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not coming back here and I don't want that. Thank you. And leave. So I kind of feel like the black community is quick to get behind all these other um, communities and their plight and their issues. But when it comes to black people and their issues, it's a problem. We don't, we don't get the same, respect we don't get the same support um so i don't know if it's a lot y'all it's just a lot (laughs) it's a lot that goes into this um nick what you think i'm just over yeah it's so much to unpack in this and i think this story will continue to be followed Um, yeah this conversation will continue to be had um and the stop asian hate movement will continue to move and grow um I, I do. Um, oh gosh! I mean, this was this was a horrible situation, um, and I do. My heart goes out to those people. I couldn't. I mean, all of us. It could be any minute, you know. You're you're in, yeah. you're in a spa, minding your own business, and in comes this guy shooting up the place. You know, um, I think about that every time I leave my house and shoot. Since Breonna Taylor, especially, I think about it while I'm in my house. Right. Um, and um, with that, I do want to touch on what you were saying. Both of you guys touched on um, the Stop Asian Hate um, slash BLM, Black Lives Matter. 
Um, I think that people are so triggered by the word black. Yeah. Anytime black is on something, it's triggering. People don't like it. They're immediately turned off because people hate black people. They love black culture, hate black people. Yep. Um, and the the fact that stop Asian hate was immediately embraced by a lot of people who did not embrace Black Lives Matter was very triggering for some people. Um, also, I think NBC um, may have been the one who had um, a whole segment on how Black people can better uh, support Asian people through this uh, Stop Asian Hate. First of all, uh, this ain't got nothing to do with us. <laughs> we this, this was a white man who did this. Talk to them. Yeah. Don't talk to us. This how 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 do we switch this around to black people need to be better supporters of Asians? It's crazy to me how how the media can spin that. Um and with that, I think that we do all need to support each other and no type of uh white supremacy and 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 white genocide attempts should be allowed and we all need to team up and fight that. However, there is a conversation there that needs to be had about stop Asian hate, but Asians, y'all need to stop hating. Okay? Because y'all have been coming into our communities for a long time, like you said, with the nail salons and the uh, restaurants and the beauty supply stores, and I have not seen a big Asian outcry when we see these videos of y'all Asian men in there slinging these little black women around and, and holding them captive and not letting them leave and being violent towards them for whatever reason. Um, I, I haven't seen it. I didn't see a huge Asian population show up for Black Lives Matter. I, if it was there, I didn't see it. Um, but I, I find it funny that when they're having something, it's like, hey, Black people, show up for them. I'm waiting on people to show up for us. Yeah. And, and that's just where I am with it. Um, I'm down for a rainbow coalition. If people want to get down and organize that and and in that coalition, everybody take accountability for what they got going on and what they need to fix. I'm down with that. Um, Kirby pointed out something interesting about just the sex work industry being allowed to flourish in Georgia anyway. Um, I am not as um, educated on the Asian sex sex work industry um i'm more educated on the juvenile sex work industry at this point yeah um but i am definitely going to be reading and researching more into it um kirby do you think what do you think that 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 is something that he had in mind when he did this, or do you think it was more just somebody out of their mind? Um, based on his own confessions, essentially, uh, all, all I understand thus far is that he was frequenting these spas, which again, we've all known for years, for decades, you know, what goes on there. And I'm actually an advocate for sex work. It needs to be legalized. At the end of the day, it's a service that's being provided, regardless of what your moral uh, high ground may or may not be, um, or what side of the moral room moral uh, room you're uh, coming from. But essentially, just again, entitlement and 
I want to destroy this temptation. And these are all spas that he had visited before. So this was quite premeditated Mm -hmm. and most likely probably a number of those women had provided him services at some point. And so getting rid of the temptation was getting rid of them. Um, As far as it being directly related to the traffic, I mean, the fact that the services are available, that's, you know, that's one of the biggest part of the issues. A lot of these women are being brought, maybe not necessarily against their will to America, but not being, not having it fully disclosed the type of work that they're going to be doing. And it's an opportunity to get out of situations that they're in, in their home countries in certain instances. And sometimes it's also trafficking. Um, just straight up, you know, women being taken and then brought to the U.S. and then forced to work in these spas or whatever. Um, it's just, it's a huge issue. It's a women's issue. It's a black issue. It's an Asian issue. And, you know, I, we just have to protect ourselves, period. This could have happened. This 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 didn't have to be a spot. Yeah. He could have just decided, I'm just going to kill random people the same way that man in Texas did at Walmart. Um, you know, so, you know, I understand that every demographic, every ethnicity has crimes that happen within their community, outside their community, but it is very clear that we've coddled white men in this country uh, collectively. Again, I'm not saying all white men, um, but we've coddled them collect as a collective. And so the fact that you can have a reaction like this, and this is almost normal at this point, that when y'all decide to go off, you decide to go kill people. Although I guess we should always consider that to be a possibility considering, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, what Europeans right. have done to the well, globe. But that's a whole um, Like I said, we're, we're going to see a lot more from this and I mean, definitely as he's prosecuted um, or, or has his day in court, depending on the outcome, we'll, we'll, whatever outcome, um, we're going to see some. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be an interesting one. But um, All right. Um, speaking of court and cases, um, a case has been reopened. That was very controversial when it was closed. Jazzy, tell us about Lowndes County. What's going on there? All right, y'all. If if you all are not familiar, about eight years ago, back in 2013, um, Kendrick Johnson, a high school student in Valdosta, was found dead, rolled up in a gym mat in uh, Lowndes County High School. Um, yeah, it was it was sad. It was horrible. Um. Mm. They that. concluded the investigation back then and stated that, you know, it was a uh, a freak accident. It was an accidental death. The family, exactly, right? Like, this shit, like, really. Right. So how, how does that happen accidentally? He rolled himself up in, in a gym mat or he, like, come on, y'all. And some of his organs were missing. Um, His body was stuffed with a uh, newspaper. Um, His parents have been fighting for years to get the feds to come investigate. Well, apparently, y'all, a video, not a video, I'm sorry, an audio, the mother paid someone $1,000 for an audio where there is a young man stating that he committed the murder. He was crying. And this audio has been given to the uh, Lowndes County Sheriff's Office, and they are reopening the investigation and reevaluating this new piece of evidence. Um, they have not been able to identify mm. who this young man is on the video, but according to the, um, I'm looking at a Fox News um, article, Fox 5 Atlanta, the person on the video 
is Caucasian. They've stated that the person's voice sounds he is sounds like he's Caucasian. Um, and the Lowndes County Sheriff has spoken out and stated that, you know, hopefully this is not a hoax. This will be a cruel hoax to play on, you know, the Johnson family. So they've reopened the investigation and we'll just have to see, you know, what comes forward or, you know, what's going to happen after, you know, this investigation. And they are not releasing the audio recording at this time. So what y'all think, y'all? This was some bullshit when it happened back in 2013. So this is just, wow. Exactly. I do hope that um, that's not somebody playing with them folks and trying to take money from right. them. Right. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the investigation never should have been closed in the first place. A freak accident when you find somebody mm-hmm. missing their organs and stuff full of newspaper wrapped up in I remember when this stuff happened. It's like everybody's mm-hmm. looking around yep. like, what y'all mean an accident? That ain't no accident. Mm-hmm. That was purposeful. And, you know, let me put on my tinfoil cap for it a is. second. Uh, there is a black market for organs out here. Um, whether people want to quote unquote believe it or not, that is a thing. Um, part of the reason, even back when I was little, I remember my grandparents told me, "Don't ever become a der- organ donor until you get older. Don't put that on your license because there are some some instances where people will not resuscitate you because you have listed yourself as an organ organ donor, and somebody important somewhere has been waiting for a liver or a heart." So. Um, <laughs> And that, again, potential alleged conspiracy theories. Let me take my 10 4 cap off. But yeah, regardless, that was not an accident. Somebody did that on purpose. That that boy didn't fall off of nothing and like, stop it. Just stop it. No. This, I mean, I think this was a huge outrage. Like, we were all, like you said, very confused mm-hmm. um, and, and just kind of sickened at the fact that those things can be said and, and that those comments can be made, even kind of going back to the other officer um, who said, you know, he's having a bad day. I guess this guy or woman who did this was having a bad day too. Um, right. And, 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 and victimized this young man. I think I remember during that time, I was just thinking, I cannot imagine the horror and the pain that in this last man, this, this young man experienced in the last moments of his life. Um, and, and to be a child and to, experience that kind of horror it, it makes me want to cry right now I mean and and for a family to know that that is what happened to your child yeah. and and for him to be found in that manner discarded in yeah. that way you know the person who did this needs to be found this needs yeah. to be a priority and to close a case like that, um, I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't care if this case was open for a hundred years. You need to figure out what happened. Yeah. Um, because you need to prevent it from happening again. Obviously, the perpetrator or perpetrators, um, involved in this are still walking around free. Mm-hmm. And you know, we don't need another Kendrick Johnson to pop up before people see. Okay, this mm-hmm. should have been handled the first time. And I understand that chasing, um leads and evidence can only go so far but for me to continue sending my child out into the world and into school and and I need some type of some something I don't know um 
this is another example of a, a black body just being totally devalued. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 this was one of the saddest stories I remember hearing in the last 10 years. Just, yeah. you know, I, I think about my niece and how that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that could have easily been her or any other child yeah. that I know. Um, anybody could have been a Kendrick Johnson. And I yeah. think that's how we have to look at it in order to see how important dealing with things like this are. Um, so I'm glad that the case is reopened. I hope I hope and I pray that there's something that was missed that can come up and help us find out more information about what happened or even mm. maybe some more technology has come out that will help with this case. I don't know. I, I don't know. But th- this this was what I remember being one of the saddest stories I've ever heard. Yeah. Saddest. Um um, shifting gears, um, we know about Tyler Perry buying, you know, the huge lot uh, that he put his studios on, but there's someone else um, gearing up to buy large amounts of land. Uh, Kirby, who is that? All right. Pastor T.D. Jakes is actually in negotiation to buy a very large amount of land in Atlanta. Um, it's noted here by WSB-TV, Channel 2 Action News, mm-hmm. uh, former home of Monica Kaufman. Um, shout out to an Atlanta great. Um, megachurch pastor T.D. Jakes is looking at developing land at the former Fort McPherson base. Jakes is in talks to buy 132 acres of the old army base in southwest Atlanta. His real estate development company is in a 45-day negoti- negotiation period. Uh, it says Jakes has not released any specific plans, though, for the lands thus far. Quote, I am proud of my long history in the city of Atlanta through my legacy events and film production. I am excited to add to the cadre of events in this next step that will enable us to explore the opportunities that Fort Mac has extended as a part of this community development project. We are thrilled that this exciting opportunity will be developed adjacent to the historic landmark of Tyler Perry Studios. We are committed to taking the time to include and understand the specific needs of the burgeoning community, Jake says in a in a statement. Um, as a person who is a real estate agent, um, I can tell you most likely that he's going to help Tyler Perry expand or possibly create some of his own stuff because, of course, you know, T.D. Jake has produced a lot of plays and also movies and books and things of that nature. We know that Georgia has been giving a lot of uh, tax breaks to the movie industry, which is why a lot of people have booked it from Hollywood and came to Atlanta to film um, and do work. Um, if you drive around Atlanta, even during the panorama, you see those little yellow signs with black writing everywhere pointing to films that are being filmed. You see trailers parked in very random areas that are very clearly the type of trailers that an actor would be going into to chill between scenes um, or practice or whatever. So a lot of people, a lot of organizations are yep. investing in Atlanta. Y'all have heard me talk about Facebook coming. Microsoft is building a data center off of Bankhead. So understand this. If you don't live in Atlanta now and you think you want to sell in Atlanta, you might want to go ahead and buy some property or a home now. It is going to be very expensive, even in the areas that aren't expensive, um, in the next three to five years. The Bell, uh, the what is it, the Bellwood Quarry, uh, this park, Basically, the West Side Park that's being built and developed in the next four years is going to be larger than Piedmont. And it's actually near uh, the Bankhead area, Proctor Camp, uh, mm. uh, uh, Proctor Creek Trail. 
Um, a lot of 30318 is going to get swept up in this. And essentially, think about how much a three-bedroom, two-bath costs around Piedmont Park right now. You're probably going to spend five hundred, six hundred, maybe even seven hundred thousand. The same thing is going to happen in that area. And on a grander scale, mm. Atlanta, you need to be prepared. This is going to look like San Francisco. People, it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of people here, and they're not going nowhere no time soon because there's a lot of money in Georgia and in Atlanta, um, because these other metropolitan cities have just expanded and contracted. Um, to their maximum at this point. So Atlanta still has a lot of mm-hmm. bandwidth as far as how many people can be here. Now, don't get me started on the infrastructure conversation. That's a whole other thing. But if you can afford to get a home, even in the metro Atlanta area, go ahead and get you something because in the next three to five years, it's going to be super duper current with all the development, all these different uh, companies, whether it's car companies, uh, uh, software development companies, tech companies, um, and even restaurants um, and other types of uh Industries that are coming into it. Jazzy, what you think about TD Jakes buying his land? Hartsfield Jackson. So pass up, pass up. What you doing? <laughs> what you doing, TD Jakes? I y'all, I love TD Jakes. Um, I've been listening and watching TD Jakes <laughs> for years. My dad used to watch him. Um, he would come on TV. The uh, the Potter's Touch. My dad would give him money. My dad bought videos. He bought books. From TD Jakes, I love listening to him. His daughter Sarah Jakes, I love listening to her. Um, she's a pastor as well, and I'm just wondering if the pastor about to put a church out there. What what you about Ooh. to do? I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm excited because his his church is in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. I said I was gonna make my way on out there uh, soon to go and set up in there and see what the pastor talking about. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what. He bringing to Georgia, but Kirby ain't lied though. This shit, three to five years. We talking about traffic now. I know we talked about traffic. Mm-hmm. traffic. This damn traffic in Atlanta is about to be worse. And I'm going to have to try to make my way up out this bitch because I can't deal with it. Alright. Yeah, people stretching out. It's a it's a, it's a lot happening. And okay. I think I'm going to make my escape to probably Hateville or East Point so I can still have proximity to Atlanta. Mm-mm. But being a city of Atlanta resident, as a person from Atlanta, I may not. I, I may yeah. not. I may not do that. Well, I made my escape, but they are already right. coming out here. So it's I might right. make a second exodus. Um, <laughs> TDJ Fine Land. I mean, definitely. Like, let's let's do it. Um, I know my only question <laughs> is, are people gonna be mad that the pastor got that much money? Um, because you know that 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 be a big controversy when you have um people of the clergy um with large bank accounts. So that that's the only thing I'm kind of looking, you know, like Miss Celia, I'm just looking to see what color. You know, hit the wall next. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I scandal wrapped around no. you know, as far as, like money within the church. Marriage is solid. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, yeah, I think he's certified, baby. Yeah. Well, um, good luck. Be blessed. Uh, pastor. Uh, speaking <laughs> of the church, Kirby, give us some background. <laughs> the Catholic Order is actually trying to make reparations to black people, yes, ma'am. 
Yes. So a source uh, article from Axios um, by Rebecca Falconer uh, states here, Catholic order commits to making 100 million in slavery reparations. Now this is specific uh, to behavior by the Catholic church. So this is not for all the black people of the congregation. Um, It notes here, Jesuit priests pledged Monday to raise $100 million for the descendants of people enslaved by the Catholic order as part of a new racial reconciliation initiative in the U S the New York times first reported uh, it notes here why this matters is one of the biggest moves by an institution to atone for slavery and quote, the largest ever by the Roman Catholic church to make amends for the buying, selling and enslavement of black people, church officials and historians told the New York times. Um, it notes that this is a first of its kind partnership among descendants of both the enslaved and enslavers. The Descendants Truth and Reconciliation Foundation was actually created by GU 272 Descendants Association and the Jesuits, quote, in the pursuit of racial healing and justice per a statement uh, from the Catholic order. This part, what I'm about to say was what was interesting to me. It said the foundation is, quote, rooted in the events of 1838 when 272 enslaved men, women, and children were sold by the Jesuit owners of Georgetown University to plantation owners in Louisiana, mm. according to the statement. And it also mentions that a New Orleans bank later acquired by J.P. Morgan Chase used these enslaved people as collateral. J.P. Morgan will be a co-trustee and provide services, including planning and advice um, as they continue to raise this money. Um, and it also states that the group aims to support educational aspirations of descendants for future generations and actively engage, promote, and support programs and activities that, quote, highlight truth, accelerate racial healing and reconciliation and advance racial justice and in and equality in America. Um, it goes on and on and on, but you know, first of all, it's 272, you know, slaves that were sold. So I imagine that they have figured out from their own documentation because, um, quick tip, most of you all, if you bank with a major bank, most of them are built off of some type of either slave Everything or possible other type of, off of slave uh, labor. labor. Uh, or mm-hmm. money from other countries. We'll talk about that another day. Um, so they have exactly, and so the fact that they could figure out those 272 people means that you all had the records. So you know, interesting piece there. But that means that they also have had are going to have to figure out who the descendants of those 272 people are, because I imagine that that's where that hundred million dollars of support. And I put that in air quotes is going to be going. And as I mentioned, um, it stated in the article that it would be pertaining to educational efforts and then engaging with the community and trying to assist with activities and programs that would be helpful in bringing uh, that particular community up. Um, So I imagine that these 272 people, if they were sold to the state of Louisiana, there may be a number of African-American people uh, who are descendants of slaves in Louisiana or who are connected to families in Louisiana from that time period that may be benefiting from these programs. But um, tell me what you you think think about this particular effort. Uh, I I like that they're at least um, trying to make make efforts um, to repay reparations um, to pay reparations um, for those descendants, especially when they are able to identify those. Mm. I forgot you said two hundred and something. I forget the number. Uh, two hundred and seventy-two um, people that they have on record and hopefully they were able to track their lineage as we know that that's one of the hardest things about um slavery is that they didn't keep great records on us um yep and they split us up so much our families and stuff it's kind of hard to keep track um but if they were able to do that then i think that that's good 
Um, I hope that those people get what they deserve. Um, I hope the rest of us get what we deserve as well. Um, of course, my mind starts traveling and I wonder if some of those descendants are no longer black um, or no, no longer appear to be black. Um, because, you know, during slavery, a lot of um, women were raped and yep. um, had, you know, mixed race children and yep. that could have continued. And of course, one or two generations later, you can have someone who appears to be completely white, um, who would be claiming reparations uh, from their black descendants. Um, this is something that happens in the Native American community that's been very controversial, where white people who claim to have Native um, descendants are trying to get uh, some of the few um, benefits that you can get from being um, Native in this country. Um, so yeah, my mind kind of goes there. Um, reparations, I know, is a very touchy touchy thank you um topic i think that to me one of the reasons that reparations have not been paid to black people from our own country is because they would have to be essentially saying we're sorry and essentially take responsibility for everything that happened then up until now um I'm, I'm interested to watch this and see what happens and see how it goes. Um, I know that it's not a simple task that they've taken on. Um, mm -hmm. And even for JP Morgan Bank to step up and say, you know, we had a hand in this. We are successful and we made our money because we did it on the back of these slaves. We literally used these human lives as collateral. And that's how we were able to get in the game and make our money. And we need to pay this money back. You know what else is crazy? Goldman Sachs is out here, if I'm not mistaken, um, and I probably should have brought this up on last week's episode. Uh, they've dedicated, if I'm not mistaken, $1 billion to basically helping Black women get into whatever field they need to, STEM, entrepreneurship, et cetera. I actually signed up for it. It looks like they're going to do things for them wow. style and actually be getting ideas and information directly from Black women to help implement some stuff. So it's... um. Apparently, a lot of people are seeing a potential mutual benefit for giving Black mm -hmm. people money. And uh, I guess maybe they finally realize that Black women have become one of the educated and most greatest forces for leadership uh, in this country. And they're trying yeah, to get ahead I mean, of I remember back then, they were promised um, 100 acres for the mule. I'll still so I'll just just 100 acres. Time. You keep the mule. I know that's right. Yeah, I'll take the 100 acres. Uh, Jazzy, where you at with this? <laughs> yeah, I don't um, I definitely think it's a um, I think it's a step in the right direction. I think the Catholic Church got a lot of shit that they need to be look <laughs> that they need to be paying reparations for. I'm gonna just stick to this uh, <laughs> slave. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. Whether it's money, whether it's programs, whether it's helping businesses, help them get businesses off the ground, I think it's good. Um, I think the United States needs to start looking into paying reparations or some form of reparations to African-Americans here in the United States um, that are descendants from slaves. 
Um, but like you said, Nick, reparations is a touchy subject when it comes to black people. Everybody else has been paid reparations. The Native Americans, um, the um, Japanese, they put them folks in internment camps. They've been given, uh, Holocaust uh, survivors have been given reparations. But when it comes to black people, oh, we just need to get over slavery. That was so long ago. We didn't enslave the people. Why are we being like, y'all, come on, no. No, slavery has uh, a trickle-down effect for black people um, with numerous things that we are going through and will continue to go through. So I think it's good. We'll just have to see, you know, what develops. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely mm. excited to see what. Well, we'll be watching. Um, like you said, we'll, we'll see definitely if be watching. And um, I, I will be interested in some of those descendants um speaking and giving an interview and letting us know about their experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Jazzy, you're absolutely right about that. Um, I guess I call it like the never forget, get over it thing. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, Holocaust, never forget. Nine eleven, never forget. Right, Japanese internment camps. Never forget, yeah, Black American slavery. Y'all get over it. Yep. It's like, wait a minute. Why is it us that have to get it again? When you put black on something, it changes it. Yeah, it changes it every single time. Um, uh, more black people to discuss. Rapper, actress, dancer, little mama, who y'all remember from. <laughs> Her childhood uh, hit, my lip gloss is popping, my lip gloss is cool. Oh, Lord. Audible's jacket, hey. they chased me after school. <laughs> what do you know about me? What do you know about me? <laughs> hey. um, yeah, uh, Little Mama recently had a little controversy um, following a, I think, an Instagram live she did with Rissa Islam, where they were discussing. Um, various topics, um, very controversial topics, um, including some population control conspiracy theories and things like that. But in the conversation came up the topic of trans children um, where uh, little mama basically gave her opinion, which was she doesn't have a problem with any LGBTQ plus community members, including trans, but she does think that children should not be allowed to start transitioning. She feels that they should wait until they are an adult to where they have been fully, you know, developed and have an adult brain and mind to make those decisions. Um, she, she gave an example of a little girl saying, I want to be a boy. And when she asked why, you know, the little girl was like, oh, because boys are strong and they get to do this and that and the other. And she's like, I had to explain to her, well, you don't have to be a boy to do those things or to be those things. And it's like, oh, okay. I thought you had to be a boy to do that. Well, no, I'm good. I'm a girl. And she was like, you know, if somebody ran with them, it was like, oh, she's a boy. She's a boy. You know, that that child could have been put into a boy um frame of living and she's really not a boy she just thought that boys do certain stuff um of course this was a controversial thing to say uh, a lot of people took issue with it 
um, for for various reasons. Um, also, in that uh, number of people who had problem with it was actress Jack A. Harry, who you'll remember as Tia uh, Mari's uh, or Tia was it Lowry on the show? Yeah. What was their last name on Sister Sister? Tia Tia Mar- Landry. Tia Wasn't it Tia Mary Landry? Lowry. She was the yeah, mom on Sister Sister. It was Landry. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get. Tia Landry mama remember. on Sister Sister. Oh, Landry. Um, she tweeted uh, a funny tweet. As a matter of fact, I screenshotted it. Hold on. So she she made these comments. <laughs> and uh, Jack A. Harry said the lip gloss was never really that popular. Um, so of course, <laughs> yeah, so of course, you know, this got back to little mama, okay. and little mama was in her feelings, <laughs> and she said this, that she tweeted this, all right, yeah, tweeted this, thought you was a sister, sister, more like sister act, that's the problem now, these new young girls don't respect y'all old bitches. Why? <laughs> because y'all don't reach out and provide genuine counsel. You play these internet childish games and are and end up in a childish mix. Childish mix. Where are our role models? Because I'm tired of y'all old Hollywood bullshit. Kiss my ass, Jackie. Hell That's no. what you said. And Jackie Harry had done another tweet um, that just said, be true to yourself. You were okay. made perfectly. I love for you for who you truly are. With a rainbow and some hearts. Um, the internet started coming for Lil Mama. Um, and Lil Mama actually responded with this. Uh-huh. I'm about to start a heterosexual rights movement. Anti-LGBTQ <laughs> bullying. Y'all fight so hard to be respected. And some of you, not all, oh. get a kick out of bullying people for having an, having an opinion. Oh. How they dress how their hair and or makeup looks, how much money they have, etc. There are so many people afraid to give their honest opinion because if they do, the LGBTQ plus will hear what they want to hear and take statements out of context. I have to prove myself by reminding people that I have loved ones of the LGBTQ plus community. When I speak, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm just speaking my truth, just like you all. So, People have been giving their comments and commentary on um, those comments from the live to the uh, tweets, the back and forth uh, between Jackie Harry and Lil Mama. Kirby. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um. Let me try to address the back and forth between uh-huh. Mama and Jack A. Harry, aka Mary from Two Two Seven. Well, actually, no, her name was Sandra, but that's what she used to say all the time. Mary. Um. Okay. Everybody knows that Auntie Jack A. is petty. Um, she enjoys the internet, and you know she likes to do some of the internet fodder. Okay, no big deal. Little mama makes it hard sometimes. Even though I understand what she's trying to communicate, she makes it hard to defend her. Because, number one, you didn't have to respond to Jack A. 
And number two, the way you responded to her, if it, on, in internet world is fine, but in the real world, like that's kind of like, and I have my own opinions about yeah. elders in the black community and how they think this surface uh, respect <laughs> is supposed to be doled out, et cetera. But like you, 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 you kind of went on on the deep end, off the deep end with with, with Jack K, um, when you did respond, and then she she sunned you by responding with just very like beautiful shade. Um, if you are going to get into verbal spars with folks, you need to study your enemy. Make sure you understand, you know, because basically she made you look stupid because she didn't even she didn't give you no negativity, no insults, no nothing. And I imagine that Jackie is probably a, a huge supporter of the LGBTQIA plus community in some way or another. And, or maybe there are children in her life that are trans. And so, you know, she mm-hmm. was, you know, replying to what she felt like might've been inflammatory com- uh, comments on uh, little mama's behalf. Okay. Now addressing the trans children part of the conversation. In reality, if little mama didn't say anything truly inflammatory, which it doesn't sound like she did. I think it is reasonable to say that you should be be hesitant in allowing someone who has yet to go through puberty and whose brain is not fully developed, make permanent changes to their body, which includes surgeries um, and hormones in type of medications. I know that there are a number of other resources that I probably need to go and get connected with to understand trans identity better. Because if there are people who are advocating for children to be able to transition in certain ways, I imagine that there is some rationale behind that. But me understanding and reflecting on my own life and going through my puberty, even if it wasn't me having a trans identity, um, if it was something as simple as, I don't know, I had a B cup in senior year and I wanted to, and I'm not trying to reduce trans identity to something necessarily just surface, but just thinking mm-hmm. about how a teenager thinks. We wanted, we changed our minds about what we wanted all the time. Um, and I don't think that even though I was considered to be a wise kid, because I grew up around a lot of older people, I still don't think that I had the presence of mind to be able to fully grasp the seriousness of what it means to transition on a hormonal level and on a physical level. I think that with trans children, we should focus on their mental transition first. Identifying the feelings, identifying whether there is some level of body dysmorphia, which in a lot of um, trans trans history and academia it talks about a lot of the different definitions and you know how over time at one point being gay was considered to be a mental disorder trans as well and I think there's still debates about it um or being something that's identified as a cognitive you know everybody has their different neuroscience about what they think these things are we're still working through a lot of stuff um but yeah it's I don't think it's unreasonable to say that there should be haste (laughs) <laughs> you should not just if your kid is saying that you know you know mommy I feel like this daddy I feel this way I don't think there should be a rush to physical or hormonal transition I think you should focus on getting the identity piece together first and then dealing with any physical changes once 
you've reached an age or at least an understanding of the permanence of what you're doing. Because there's also a lot of information out there about people who transitioned as children. Maybe not all, maybe not 50%, maybe not most, but there's a lot of resources out there that also speak about people who transitioned very early and who unfortunately regretted it as they got into their mid-20s or in their 30s and realized that, you know, I might have not really Daddy? been ready to do these things to my body, um, to my chemical makeup to a certain degree. The the back and forth with Lil Mama and Jackie, I found it funny. I don't think I would have, I don't even would have responded if you didn't like my lip gloss wasn't popping. Okay, girl, I think she kind of got in her feelings in the show. She sided them old bitches. I would have just kept it. <laughs> look, I would have just kept it classy and not even responded. Um, okay, girl, I might might have said something. Okay, girl, and just left it at that. Um, as far as transgender children. Um, Nick, favorite word. It has become my favorite word. Um, boundaries. Listen, I think there has to be boundaries for children. When you, um, raise children, I got 11 nieces and nephews. When you are around children a lot, you have your own children, you start to pick up on things and you start to see things. And you may have to come to the realization that, oh, my baby may be gay. My baby may be a lesbian but I think there should be boundaries put in place for me in my household there will be boundaries put in place um Kirby you brought up a good point let's take care of the mental let's go and take my baby to go and talk to someone who specializes in you know the LGBT community who's a therapist and who can help our family go through this I don't think we would necessarily jump into well, you think you a woman or you think you a boy. Well, let's go get you some testosterone or let's go get you some estrogen and let no, I don't think you you're too they're too young to start that process. When they get of age, 18, 20, 21, and they still have those feelings, let's do some more research. And if that's what you sure you want to do, then I'm going to, you know, support my child and whatever it is that they want to do. But anything under 18 talking about taking hormones and stuff, I just don't agree with that, y'all. I don't see there was nothing wrong with uh, anything that little mama said. We all have our opinions. So let me voice my opinion. Let me say how I feel. If I do not agree, I do not agree. So, hey. Very interesting. Um, definitely. Um, I, I, I do think there is something to the LGBTQ plus bullying um point and i i don't like it i think that um it has kind of almost flipped for lack of a better description to where people were always picking on lgbtq plus community bullying them and now that i think people are becoming more woke or whatnot um and 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 being more understanding and and, and understanding lgbtq plus community and and their rights and all of that, I think that now I am seeing um, a little bit of bullying where I think some people have to understand everybody does not have to agree with you um, in order to live harmoniously. People can disagree and still not harm and hurt each other. And, you know, I don't know. Next up on the menu, y'all, Sweetie and Quavo have broken up. <laughs> and, oh god what are we ever going to do 
And you have those who feel just like that, um, feeling like, well, if they can't make it, there's no hope for the rest of us. Um, Sweetie, um, confirmed via social media that she and Quavo were done. Um, it was a very funny, uh, I'm not going to say funny. I'm not going to laugh at these people's relationship. Yes, I am. I'm going to laugh at these people's relationship. <laughs> I um, not not and I don't mean it in a in a bad way, but I'm just saying like people the first thing I want to ask y'all about is should celebrity relationships be relationship goals? Kirby. Well, of course not. I mean, I'm grown. I you know, be <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. Just no. <laughs> There are a few that I kind of look up to. Like, I look up to Denzel and Pauletta. Um, I can remember as a child, like, seeing them, like, in Ebony or something like that together. Like, but in general, no. I'm not looking to celebrities, and especially not nobody named Quavo. um, (laughs) For, you know, long-term relationship um, goals. Like, first of all, didn't he, like, try to buy her some Mm -hmm. gifts? Or something like that to try to win her over, which is just like, I'm sorry, that's old. Like, this is a new age. We gotta go to therapy. <laughs> so, allegedly, um, I think it was Valentine's Day when he bought her all those Birkin bags and all that stuff and was like super yeah. stunting for the gram. They had been separated, but he that was one of his attempts to try to get her back. So, basically, all, all of them, all of the, um, all of the amigos, that's they move. That's they uh they finish and move. Cause didn't yeah. um offset do the same thing and then also bust it up on stage. <laughs> um on card yeah, one did. time. Like y'all. I saw a meme of the of the amigos and that somebody said that's the cheetah the cheetah girls or the cheetah boys. Hell oh no. my god. I can't. Um yeah, no, that definitely not. Listen. First of all, every relationship is different. Um, you may not need to have the same type of dynamics that some of these people have with each other. It is pretty clear that like they can bounce around from one another. It's not I don't I feel like celebrities don't take a lot of celebrities don't take relationships no, that don't. seriously. Um mm-hmm. and then sometimes relationships be stunts too. Like people be saying they're together just to like make a buzz. Like they don't actually be together, be together. So I don't know. A lot of politics, as I mentioned, <laughs> um, but no, I don't need to. Definitely not. Definitely not uh, looking to celebrities for um, long-term, successful, healthy relationship goals. Um, that's a hard no. Jazzy, do you think there's anything to it? Can you look at a celebrity couple as relationship goals? Um, no. Like Kirby said, I've I've admired Denzel and his wife, and um, Samuel Jackson and his wife as well. But these younger couples, it's like they be, they quick to jump from this person to that person. A lot of these folks, they be uh, uh, sharing the same women. It's like it's more women than men. And y'all be sharing, sharing the same women. Oh, girl, no, no, no. <laughs> That's why I be thinking it's a scam. Like, they just, okay, I hate to bring her up because, I mean, I'm proud of her in a lot of ways, but it's also like this is a lot. Yeah. Lori Harvey. Um. Like, yes, girl, live your life because these guys oh. are going to live their lives as well. Um, at the same time, like, 
you hitting all the high profile people, which it goes it goes both ways in a sense, but it's just like it's a lot. Like y'all, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is this like okay, or is it a formula? You know what? I just had oh. so. Is this like is this the new is this the new formula? Like, is this like how dudes used to be jumping from you know celebrity woman to woman? Like, is this the new formula? Or is it being flipped on its head? Um, is it also following like the Rihannas who we know will cut you off with the quickness? Like she's had a number of, uh, I don't know. It might be a new formula in, in Hollywood. Like get the girls, show them being, you know, young, free, et cetera. And it works because it fits with the current feminist womanist narrative that's going on. Man, I don't think these people be thinking about goddamn AIDS, HIV, uh, STDs, um, unwanted mm. pregnancies. Like y'all just be pee popping and and dick throwing. We know Drake don't. all over the place. Like y'all, it's no respect for relationships no more. Respect for marriages no more. You having all these children out of wedlock? These children is fucked up. Go go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. <laughs> I mean, you you own it. It's a lot. Nobody's it's using so their hard. brain. Nobody's thinking of the long term and the consequences of these actions. And everybody be looking up, talking about, I don't know how it happened. We do. You out right. here being reckless. Right. Um, I just want to say, uh, Saweetie tweeted, um, I'm single. I've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character. Presence don't band-aid scars, and the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. That was kind of funny because, you know, she was the main one talking about, if he don't buy you a Birkin, if he don't pay your you know, rent and all of that. Yeah. I'm like, all them damn Birkins, and he was still yeah. this. Um, Quavo said, I know you want to make this into a show, so I'll play my part just this one time. I don't normally put my business out there, especially my personal life. I feel the need to address this so there are no false narratives. I had love for you and disappointed you did all that. You are not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. I do want to point out that Quavo had a lot of typos in there. So we read that as it was supposed to have been written, but that is um the most savage part of this of all that I love is Sweetie's reply. She 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 commented and replied to his and said, take care. Love it. Um yeah so I, I this this is my thing um and I'm speaking to the ladies because I'm a lady. Um, don't stay in, in, in these type of situations, okay? It's okay to date. It's okay to be in a relationship. It's okay to, you know, be in love and do all of that. It is not okay to degrade yourself, disrespect yourself, um, and to allow someone else to do that. Um, so you have to make a decision of what kind of life you want to live. If you want a life with, life with serenity and peace, you have to facilitate yourself facilitate that for yourself um if you want a life of turmoil and 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 what's what's the word ladies there you go then keep doing that keep doing that um i'm glad that she got out of the relationship it sounds like it took longer than it should have um but either way i hope that it serves as an example to her, uh, especially young and female fans, um, that you don't have to put up with mess. And I hope that it serves as a lesson for 
the young men that this is not how you treat women. Yeah. Um, especially not women that you you claim to care about. Um, and that buying your way back into their affection does not work or should not work. Um, change behavior is the best apology. Yep. Um, and not doing something to apologize for is even better. Yep. So grow up, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, y'all too damn old to be doing stupid shit like this. Y'all are not old people, but you older than five, which means you you understand the concept of self-control. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm just, they're, they both gonna move on. They gonna move forward and do whatever they do. Saweetie was on the um, Sincerely Justin uh, or Respectfully Justin podcast with those two Justins, one being Justin Combs, who was her ex. Um, there, you know, people felt like there was a little flirtation going on. Justin was kind of eyeing her, licking his lips a lot, making comments about, you know, like when she was saying, I need a man with however many figures. And he's like, Damn, I got to work to do that. Like, oh, you, you trying to do it, Justin? Okay. Oh, my, oh my God. He I mean, these people are funny. Um, Again, I'm like Miss Celia. I just sit back and see what color hit the wall next. Um, I'm not <laughs> in it, but right. Yeah. Any any other comments about the Sweetie Quavo celebrity couple? Oh, Gary Owen and his wife are supposedly about to be getting divorced. Yeah, I saw that. Gary Wait, Owen, who? comedian Gary Owen. Yeah. Which it oh. caught me off guard. Like, whoa. Um. Yeah, that that's definitely sad. I hate to see a family break up. It's that that isn't even just a relationship, but a family. Um, and they always, I mean, you never know what goes on when people go home and shut the door. But um, they they did always seem really uh, happy and solid. But you know, I hope that they they're working through that and that their family is gonna you know be all right. Dang, that sucks. Oh. He always talks so like how they but you know, yeah, things happen, things happen. and it, and I guess it's hard when you have a non-traditional job, you yeah. know, as well. You're gone a lot, and it, it just gets to be a lot. Um, anyway, I think we just ate good. We did definitely we did. Ate good. Y'all gave me a lot to think about. And I have some things to follow up on and look up and, and learn about. So I'm going to enjoy doing that in the next few days. But Kirby, remind us, what is our book of the month? Book of the month, Just As I Am by Cicely Tyson and her co-writer. Um, get the audio version. I keep, I'm going to keep pushing that. Um, <laughs> a lot of it is read or um, is narrated by Cicely. Uh, there's a beautiful forward by Viola Davis that I think is life changing. So please, you guys, if you can, you know, I know a lot of us love hardbacks because I got both. I got a hardback and I got the audio yeah. version. So, you know, treat yourself, mm-hmm. treat yourself to a good book. Just as I, I think I'm going to do that this week. I got the hardback as well, but I think I'm going to go ahead and get it. Um, I mean, what you even saying, like the forward being um, narrated by Viola, well, written and narrated by Viola Davis. Um, and hearing Cicely's voice and things like that. I, I, I've never done an audiobook or anything, but I'm interested in it. And I just want to hear those voices. So, yes, it's beautiful. 
All right, and it is time for our returns. Sometimes we go eat and we go to get these wings and the fries is cold and, you know, the drinks is watered down and we got to take it back and let it go, okay? And today, for our let go, I know Jazzy got something on her heart. Jazzy, who getting let go? Y'all, I got to let go of this motherfucking health insurance, y'all. I'm so tired of this. Y'all, I'm oh, so tired man. of health insurance. I just, this shit is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm for real, y'all. Oh, Lord have mercy. I got Blue Cross Blue Shield. I damn near pay $200 a month for health insurance. That's for just me, y'all. Mm-hmm. HMO plan. Lord. And so, you know, my primary care physician, PCP, what they call it, is $20, you know, for office visit. My uh, specialist visit is $40. Y'all went to go see a specialist. And I had my debit card out. I was ready to pay for my visit. When the lady said, oh, no, we're going to run it through your insurance. And then when it comes back, you know, that's what you'll have to pay if you have to pay anything. I'm like, if I have to pay anything, bitch, I got a copay. What's, right. Why is you not going to take these $40? Like, what's going on? I knew it was some bullshit in the game when that lady told me, no, 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 we ain't going to take no payment right now. I said, see. Mm. <laughs> y'all, I got $600 worth of bills and these bitches ain't did nothing but red and blood and did a CAT scan. Do you hear me? I am oh, living. I'm over healthcare. I'm pissed off with people that get free healthcare, ain't never worked, ain't contributing to society. I ain't talking about our senior citizens. They need to be taken care of. A lot of them don't put their work in. They need to be getting free healthcare. All these other motherfuckers that get free healthcare, y'all bitches need to go to work and pay for healthcare. And, and have struggles like the normal person when you're supposed to be paying co-pays and now these bitches <laughs> talk about $600. I'm not paying them motherfuckers. I call Blue Cross Blue Shield. I'm going to call their ass tomorrow and let them know I'm not paying that shit. Do what you want to do with it, but you're not getting the payment from me, okay? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that on the floor because you, girl... You dropped that box of wind, you sure did. Um, I'm going to say this. Let me give a little practical <laughs> advice to anybody listening. Um, if you take a look in your industry, see if there are professional organizations that you can be a part of. Many professional organizations and across multiple industries can help you. For example, I'm a real estate agent. If I join certain boards or um, certain professional organizations within the real estate uh, industry, because it's an independent contractor, you know, lifestyle that you're living, they can provide, they typically provide based on your membership group rates because you have all these different people that are participating in the insurance because they're not working a traditional job. But even in traditional jobs, there are professional organizations that you can take a look at and try to research in your particular industry that creates a group or membership style thing that would allow you to pay much lower rates because everybody's essentially on the same or almost like a company style uh, plan. Um, That's very helpful. If you are blessed enough to be working at one of these large conglomerates, like a home Depot or Lowe's or Apple or Google where they've got a little cheap or they pay for all of your insurance. And you know, you're only coming out of pocket, like you said, for the co-pays and stuff like that. Um, And for the people that just don't have access to it, that's where you got to dig deeper into your city and county resources. There's a lot of stuff that's available, um, but you got to dig on these websites and you got to make phone calls and you got to talk to people. You got to politic a little bit. Um, but yeah. And you know, let me also say this, if you grow, if you can, and Jazzy, we're going to try to help you get, get, get rid of these people. Like you <laughs> said, you want to, 
Blue Cross Blue Shield being in Georgia, I was on Blue Cross Blue Shield when I was in my early 20s. I could never go back. Then people were charging me back in 2010, $250 a month, and I was still paying $30 copay for a that regular no visit sense. to a PCP. So, ex- exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, shout out to United, specifically your company plans, uh, if you work for a larger organization. And shout out to Kaiser Permanente. Uh, I've had an experience with them when I was a kid and Auntie Nick tells me all the time about how great it is to be a Kaiser Permanente uh, patient these days. <laughs> For sure. I, I, I definitely, I mean, Kaiser is expensive as well. Don't get me wrong. However, yeah. um, based on what I generally need medically, it works. Um, I get, I do get what I pay for. I get greeted with happy smiling faces um, if my appointment is at 10 a.m., I can get there at 9.55, sign in, and at 10 a.m., my name is getting called to come on to the pack. Um, my daughter is prepared, ready, knows me, remembers little things. I know they've been making great notes because they've been remembering everything. Um, they are available um, even during telehealth. They have been so available for telehealth appointments, and um, the on-call nurses are, are there to help, and you know, filling prescriptions and sending it to my house and, you know, all of those good things. You know, um, the app, the Kaiser Permanente app is very uh, helpful to keep up with things for me and to remember. And, and um, yeah, I, I've been happy with it. I've been on Kaiser since I was little. But as an adult, um, paying for my own insurance, I definitely pay more attention to things like that um, and what is covered and what isn't covered. And what I have to come out of pocket for and how much um, versus other plans. Um, So, yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm going to say this. It costs too much damn money to be alive and be healthy. Okay. Uh, It should not be this expensive (laughs) to be alive and to be healthy. Um, Everybody going to have to start farming again. Right. Straight up. You got to start making your own food because the food in the store is bad for you. Uh, even the quote unquote healthy food. Health insurance is expensive. So if you just so happen to maybe a couple of weeks, you know, you know, have some some issues or just, you know, some things that are genetic to your family, whatever. You spending all of the doggone money. And then sometimes you go. I've had situations. Um, hey, Edna. I done paid a copay yeah. and then still got a bill. See? I'm just like, y'all, y'all playing. Private insurance is uh, yeah. it's a beast. You pay but there, there, why you still coming out your pocket. And, and you pay for years sometimes and don't even need anything other than regular, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I, I sat there and calculated one time. I don't pay this amount of money in insurance and I've only had to utilize, you know, this and damn, you just look like all this money and you're going to still ask me to pay these goddamn co-pays. I don't got y'all money, but you know, it's the system that we're in. And I guess it's up to us to um, advocate for ourselves for universal health care. That's what we want. Um, yeah. I guess I, I put that on us. We gotta, we gotta push for that. So, but yeah, we letting go of that health insurance. God damn it, we tired of y'all. <laughs> I know that's why. Right. Tired of y'all. <laughs> um. All right. Well, our to go box this week um was brought to us by Kirby. 
Um, and definitely Kirby. Well, I'll let you say you protecting women protecting themselves. Why is that so important to you? Well, you know, we were discussing earlier about that awful situation where that man killed all those women. But just in general, it being Women's History Month and International Women's Day happened this month as well. Um, you know, we still have a long way to go as far as getting all of the different societies and cultures to understand the importance and the preciousness of women. And that is not to take away from the importance and preciousness of men, but just understanding that, you know, our lives deserve, you know, grace and opportunity and the ability to live, you know, safely and freely. Um, but I think what we should consider thinking about as far as the go boxes today is just protect yourselves, protect, of course, your mental, physical, emotional, financial, but also literally, you know, whether it's going to the gun range or, you know, learning how to do self-defense, there's a lot of different ways in which you can protect yourself. Um, of course, unfortunately, these women, you know, who would expect that you're going to be at work mm -hmm. when somebody's going to come and gun you down? But it's always important to be prepared. And Nick, you know, with you being in law enforcement, I would love for you to share some things that women can do, you know, just mm -hmm. right now, you sitting on your couch to, to start getting that emotion, learning how to protect yourself. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, there are definitely things that cost, you know, no money at all, don't require any classes or anything that like that, that you can do small adjustments you can make to start protecting yourself. Um, uh, number one, keep it moving. Um, and what I mean by that is don't be like, when you, you know, when you go and you get in your car and you kind of sit there for a minute, you check your hair, touch up your lip gloss, maybe respond to a couple of text messages, going through your purse, trying to find your hand lotion, you know, any, anything like that, writing out your check for when you get to the bank or something like that. Stop doing that. Get in your car, lock the door, start your car and go. People count on women sitting in their cars with their doors unlocked, being able to get mm -hmm. in and victimize you at that point. Keep it moving. And while I'm at it, when you're walking up to your car, get in the habit of looking. Look under your car. Make sure there's nobody under there waiting on you. Underneath your car. Look inside your car, front, back. Make sure there's nobody already in your car, that you don't see any flat tires or that you don't see... um. Uh, uh, somebody standing around waiting on you to open your car door. Um, if you do, go back inside and get security. Um, also, if there's something on your windshield, don't stop and get it. Just get in your car and drive off. Turn on your windshield wipers and let it go. Okay, people do that to try to get you to stall at your car so they have enough time to snatch you. If there are certain vehicles next to your car, um, such as large vehicles, vans, trucks that you can be pulled into easily, people sitting there, get security to walk back out with you. Don't do it. Don't get in your car. Don't be in such a rush that you put yourself in danger. Certain things that you just don't need to do. Um, also, put your feelings in check, okay? Put the estrogen away. People, the killer, I'm going to talk about the killer because y'all know I always talk about the killer. The killer is everywhere. Okay, the killer uses our natural inclinations to want to help, um, our natural inclination to nurture against us. So they have gotten to where they use babies, children, 
to lure us in injuries because we want to stop and help. No, stop, think, and call 911. It ain't nothing you can do to help them folks, okay? Call 911. Don't get pulled into it because then as soon as they've got you, they're snatching you up and now you put yourself in danger, okay? Check your estrogen before you jump in to help. Um, get your head out your phone. We tend to do this. We all do it. And I know I, I, I've been guilty of this as well. When you're waiting on the martyr train or you're in line at the grocery store or you're walking through the parking lot, anywhere you are, pay attention to your surroundings. Get out your phone. Because looking in your yeah. phone, you're not looking around and you don't know who's looking at you. Look at who is looking at you. Who is studying you, trying to see if they can victimize you. And with that, walk with confidence. Um, Jazzy know that we were taught it's called command presence. Um, yep. When you walk into a room, when you walk into an area, you should command presence. You should have confidence and people know that is not somebody I want to mess with. Um, my dad yep. growing up used to always tell me, watch your body language. Watch your body language. You may not even realize that you're giving it off, but your body language can show that you're insecure, that you're scared, um, that somebody yeah. could easily, you know, um, victimize you. Um, the killer is looking for somebody whose body language shows that they are insecure, weak, easily approached, easily influenced, yeah. and not going to be a fighter. Okay. And with that, I tell you, act like you're unafraid, even when you are scared out of your mind ladies you look people in the eye say hello good afternoon that can throw them off all right because now they know you've seen them i know what you look like and i'm aware mm -hmm. that you are here um sometimes that's enough to throw them off and make them second guess coming at you because predators will always test your boundaries they're trying to see how close they can get to you so you show that you are in the moment uh, keep your feet separated, shoulder width apart. Drop your center, center of gravity. You know, you bouncing on them knees, ready to jump into that double dutch. You dropped your center. You know, let them know you ready to move. <laughs> knees bent slightly at any, you know, any moment. You TTG trained to go. And no, somebody right. gets into your bubble, especially now it's easy because six feet, please. Uh, we are in a whole panchia. Um, <laughs> give them an affirm. No. And stay loud enough to get some other heads to turn. And, and they don't like that attention. Use that to your advantage. Um, honestly, stop telling all your business. Okay? Quit putting everywhere oh, you're Lord. fucking going on social media. So everybody can see. Mm -hmm. Turn that location off. People see where you live. They see where you work. They see where you frequent. They see where your friends live, your family. Stop doing that and switch up your routine. Stop driving the same routes everywhere you go yeah. at the same day on the same times. Don't leave at the same time all the time and always go to the same places. People are tracking you. They are learning your routine so that they can victimize you. The killer is watching. And arm yourselves, okay? I know everybody don't believe in guns, but you need to do something. Prepare yourself before you go out the door. Whether you leave your front yeah. door, the door of work, the door of a business. Prepare yourself. Your tools will not help you buried in the bottom of your pocketbook, okay? It ain't going to do you no good down there. So if you have a pocket knife, Pull it out. 
hold it in your hands. Be ready to use it at any moment. Um, keep your keys um, ready. Put your keys between your fingers like a Wolverine. That can be a good um, uh, weapon for you. Um, your pepper spray. Keep your finger on it. Have it on the ready. It ain't going to do you no good if you're trying to look for it and dig it out um, when, when something happens. It's too late. All right. Um, also, dress for success. And what I mean for that by that, take them damn heels off so you can run. Okay. It ain't nothing wrong with keeping a spare pair of shoes so that when you move it around, you can be you can move around. Okay. Because them six inch heels ain't gonna do you no favors when the killer coming after you and you trying to teet, 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 teeter totter your way away from them. No. Um, and keep a change of clothing in your trunk, some sneakers and a flat and some flats, just in case you're in a situation where you like, you know what, this dress is cute, but I need to get ready and, and put those on. Okay. So those are just some right. little tips um that I have for you guys that like again don't cost any money. You don't have to take any classes or anything like that to be aware. Basically stay alert, stay alive, ladies. Don't be so in the clouds that you don't see what's going on around you. Be prepared. Um, and I want to just say to the men real quick, um, y'all can take a part in this too. Um, little things you can do, contact your local legislators and your political leaders. Women can do this as well. Advocate for tougher laws on perpetrators of violence against women. Okay, yeah. it shouldn't just be us. Y'all need to take your part and do this as well. Also, contact your local school boards. Ask them to address sexual harassment in schools. Um, start that conversation in class. Um, stop using derogatory language about women. Um, stop making uh, stupid-ass jokes about women. Um, and also, stop um, ingraining these things into young boys' minds earlier that some that women equals bad. So don't call them names like sissies, ladies, or girls to put them down. There is nothing bad about a girl. Don't say you hit like a girl. I hit like a girl, and I'm proud of it because I'm strong. Being like a girl is not a bad thing, and we need to stop um, reiterating that to children, boys and girls. Um, call security, men. Call security. Stop thinking that y'all can't call security. When you see something wrong and men doing weird, strange shit, call security. If you see somebody harassing a woman, call it out and call security. Um, if you see a strange man poking around, call security. Y'all can do it too. It shouldn't just be us. Just because you don't feel threatened doesn't mean that you don't recognize a threat towards us. Um, and with that, hold your friends accountable. You yeah. are the company you keep when it comes to this. If you surround yourself with men who are violent or disrespectful towards women, you are just as guilty. Um, my father told me a long time he don't fuck with men who don't take care of women and children. Period. Because he don't live like that. He don't believe in that. You breaking bread with your man knowing that he beating women? I don't understand that. That says a lot about you. Hold your friends accountable. Um, and then lastly, I just want to say, protect your female coworkers. Um, don't be a creep about it. But like, for example, Jazzy noticed at our old place of work, 
our males, the one you know, the ones that's about shit, they don't leave that job and they don't leave that parking lot until all the women have been safely in their car and pulled off. Yep. They don't do that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that, that goes so far. Um, even, you know, just on Friday, I was leaving um, with my, a male coworker and he made sure that the two women, me and my boss were out and in our cars before, you know, he came out and, and loaded up and got in his car and he took our trash out because gentlemen, but yeah, take, take that. You know, I see men, you know, let doors slam in women's faces and they racing them to the parking lot and speeding out. Yeah, I know you you ready to get to the weekend or to whatever you're doing that evening, but damn, let's just make sure there ain't nobody waiting out there to snatch these women up, okay? Um, and that is it. Those are just my few little tips for you guys. Um, if y'all want, I can definitely come up with some more things in the future if y'all want to learn about more in-depth ways to protect yourself. But yeah, like Kirby said, women, protect yourselves. What y'all think? Mm-hmm. Are those things that you think yeah. are easy to start doing and thinking about? Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I already do all of that stuff because people play too much. Like I said, I've been carjacked before and all of the things that Nick mentioned yes. are very helpful. And if I had been self-aware enough, because uh, I was about to fight now, um, but if I had been self-aware enough, um, a lot of those different But you know what? One thing you did important. that was the most important thing in that situation, Kirby, is you survived. Yeah. And that Period. is the thing that I you know, also want to reiterate. Leaving with your life out of those situations is the most important thing. Because at the end of the day, you made a, you made a split, split second decision to give up a car and everything in it in exchange for your life which is irreplaceable. And I'm so glad that we still have you here today. That that was a horrible, horrible situation. Um, but, you know, again, even in that situation, somebody saw those people out there. Somebody saw that they were up to no good and nobody did anything. And so that is why we want to stop these cycles and say protect women. Okay? Well, guys... That brings us to the end of our show. Man, extra crispy and extra wet. I'm so loving this games with you guys, um, the young aunties. And y'all look out for us on Instagram. Um, Kirby, tell them where they can find us on Instagram. At extra crispy, extra wet. If you want to be on the show, you can email us. Hello at extra crispy, extra wet.com. Um, we take DMs. Um, maybe we might get the cash at one day. Who knows? <laughs> Auntie's got bills too. Um, but yeah, hit us up. Um, you even can send us voice messages on anchor.fm. So if you click the link in the bio on our Instagram to listen to our episodes, you can even send us little messages on the Anchor application and we might have an episode where we respond Yay. to everyone. Kind of like a mailbag situation. And That's refresh us on very quickly. What is a young auntie? Young auntie, all about style, health, and beauty. Um, centeredness of self and individuality, but also understanding the power of a collective um, and ultimately economic empowerment of young aunties everywhere. Um, it's important to um, have your own. God bless the child. Hey, there it is. We are all of those things. We are ratchet and righteous, okay? 
yes and that, and that is the beauty of a young okay. auntie you know um so we want all y'all young aunties to definitely log tune in rather to these podcasts and give us your feedback we love to see it um kirby keeps our instagram popping we appreciate that um and i guess until we meet again guys we don't say goodbye but in true ATL fashion, we will say, all right then, shouty. <laughs>